Welcome back to the Get and Grit podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. We are right to understand God is loving and merciful, but God is also just. So what does it mean when the prophets tell us that God desires mercy and not sacrifice? Must I love others like they're worth dying for? This is how Jesus loved me. Am I called to act the same? St. Thomas Aquinas tells us, mercy is to have compassion for and, if possible, alleviate another's misfortune, the spontaneous product of charity. Yet mercy is distinguishable on its own. Okay, so what exactly is so distinguishable about mercy? Mercy is not guilt or anger that is sugar-coated to make the chocolatier feel good and the players inside, like candied cherries, feel the great anxiety of being eaten. We are called to live differently, are we not? Like the poor in spirit who, having a sense of unworthiness and simultaneously understanding that they are immensely loved by God. Like those who mourn the fact of their personal sin and seek forgiveness through repentance. Like the meek who succeed, conquer, and win the day by overcoming evil through doing good. And like the desire to become a saint, which is to hunger for victory and living a godly life, that always puts God's will in front of my own will. Or the pure in heart, who see God in the most humble, normal, and mundane places, clear and simply in the most miraculous ways. And like the peacemakers, who can find that common ground among men that will chill the storm, finding discourse inside of upheaval and connection amidst chaos. Men who suffer persecution, that are just humble enough to still make a pointed point. These are the ones who carry a spirit of both salt and light. Living by the Ten Commandments, understanding only God has the right to truly be angry, recognize that our own anger would have a very difficult time standing up in court, especially if character witnesses were brought forth from the prosecution. And for the people I've seen and thoughts I've had, guilty, guilty, guilty. Take my eye, cut off my hand. You know what I'm talking about. And yes, Captain Call was probably right about hauling Augustus McCray back to Texas to bury him when he said, I guess this will teach me to be more careful about what I promise people in the future. I should be more giving to those who beg. I should buy an extra coat every winter so I'm not afraid to give one away and figure if I'm still conscious after the first punch, I can probably survive the second one too. Some call it thick skin. Mr. Wren, my math teacher, said two negatives equal a positive. So regarding my enemy, recognizing there is maybe the greatest mercy in one SOB praying for and forgiving another SOB. Give away more money and keep the fact that I did it to myself. When praying in public forums, practice the five B's. Be brief, brother, be brief. See the Our Father morning, noon, and night and recognize in the prayer that we are acknowledging God's omnipotence, His holiness, and the greatness of His will alone, not ours. Our need and thankfulness for all things that sustain us, 
that we are sinful just like other men, and we must forgive them, thereby Christ will forgive us. Asking God to keep us from the devil's grasp and from the temptations that befall all men. Understand, he who dies with the most toys will probably get held up in customs anyway and miss St. Peter's roll call. Like the monkey with his hand caught in the cookie jar, you can't get your fist out and escape until you let go of the cookie. Keep your eyes fixed on what is above. Like Coach used to say, know your assignment, read your keys, react, do your job. Money can buy a lot of shit, and that's really what it is. But it can't buy a child's embrace, a lover's true affection, or life in the kingdom of God. So do the math. You may find yourself in a place where there's few amenities, but the sky is blue and there is sun. You may find yourself in a place filled with so many pleasures that you wish you had but only one. You may find yourself in a place of great esteem and yearn for honor and laud. And you may find yourself in a place of great sorrows and find there you draw closer to God. So why worry? Remember that you, like your brother, are a work in progress, and considering your age, parts could either be hard to come by or rather expensive. So lighten up on the criticism. Your current condition may last a while, and you may need someone to tow you into the garage. That lipstick on a pig idea has always been a bad idea. And pearls won't work either. Let the pigs grovel in the mud. There are folks in need waiting for your attention. Get a grip on the fact that you're really not as big a deal as you think. And God, although he made the entire universe, knew all your mistakes before you made them. And he still loves you a lot. You can knock on his door at any time. It's called prayer. You can ask him anything. He's seen it all. He's everywhere around you. But he's got a pretty good biography that some consider a good read. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. It's golden. And as a side note, build on the high ground and pay close attention to the foundation of your house. The distinguishable characteristics that make mercy stand out like a virtue might be a life that's lived in every way and in every attempt, like Jesus talked about on the Mount. Maybe mercy is not just one simple thing where you can say, well, if I I just do this one thing, I will have done it. Must I love others like they're worth dying for? Because this is how Jesus loved me. This was mercy's sacrifice. Hope I've raised some food for thought. I'm just a teller of stories. I'm only really qualified to sin and make mistakes. And without God's mercy, I'm in terrible trouble. So how then should we live? Well, he tells us pretty clearly. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God, rather than burnt offerings. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.